What is up, guys? It is another episode of the Hashtag Sweat Local CLT Podcast. I'm Stu. I'm Deuce. And we're going to be jamming today. This one is going to be, uh, for any of you guys that listen that maybe are not members or you listen because you like when we talk with the local bars and businesses and all that, this won't be that. Today's podcast is going to be strictly focused on strategizing the workouts we do in our lift and move class specifically with the goal of strength training like how to bias these workouts to get stronger to build lean muscle all that good stuff we did a a blog post on this uh i don't know maybe like two months ago something like that six weeks ago and we got a lot of good feedback from that it was good when we did the stroke event um a few weekends ago i had a several people come up and and that was like the topic that was like one of the more recent ones that they really liked and we know a lot of you guys come into the gym you take a look you take inventory of it you know we tell you hey grab a barbell and a slider whatever the equipment is and then you hit the floor and you've got your build sprinter grind staring at you in the face now the builds and the builds and grinds give you the opportunity to really bias the entire workout towards strength training if you wanted to. The sprint workouts only allow you to really bias the lift portion, the strength training, because it's a sprint. We need you to go fast. It's generally going to be a lighter weight. So in my conversation with uh, some members here at the gym and then also even at at the social event we did at Stroke, it was, you know, that really helped. I always have a hard time doing that. Like I know I want to get stronger, but sometimes I get wrapped up in, you know, going faster or I just don't know if this is the right weight or whatever it may be. And I, I do tonight, our goal for the podcast today is to go through a handful of things, some stuff that we did in the, the blog post, but a lot of other stuff we didn't. So if you've read the blog post, I highly recommend still listening through on this one because we're going to touch on um, a lot of other ways for you guys to hack your workouts inside of our lift and move class. If your, your main priority is to get stronger. And um, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll kick off the first one. So the the first thing is you have to also make uh, the commitment and accept that going and getting stronger is the priority, and that means certain things in the workouts. That means you may not be the you may not be getting as many rounds uh, completed as somebody else in that particular interval. You may be going slower, and you're kind of looking around like, why is everyone else already back on the erg? I'm still working on my deadlifts. Well, because you made that decision, I think that kind of ego yeah. gets, gets like You definitely vision. have to check your ego at the door and like realize it's much more of an individualized workout. Yeah. So like stay in your lane. Don't worry about somebody else who's just crushing a barbell because it's super light. Like you're going heavy for a reason yeah. and you should be going slower. Sure. And it's, you know, while these are a group template model, right? We have one workout. It's in there. We do, and we'll talk to you guys about it in class. If you're looking the biases for strength, tackle it this way. If you're looking to buy the biases for conditioning, tackle it this way. But even within that, once you've decided to do that, you know, there's, there's some things you actually have to go heavier. And that generally means walking up to a dumbbell, kettlebell, slam ball, grabbing an extra t- pair of 10s or whatever it is and put it on your bar. We, uh, Drew Morrison, 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, the dude is a, uh, a staple at 5.30 a.m. And, and Drew's my buddy. I actually ran into him on Saturday at Pins Mechanical. And it was his, it wasn't even his, it wasn't his, was his birthday? Yeah, it might have been his birthday. Happy birthday, Drew. And he had a bunch of co-workers, he was taking a bunch of work coworkers out and then I got him a shot of tequila and uh, I don't think he liked me too much the next day because of that. <laughs> but, so Drew, a great example. Yesterday, I'm coaching 5.30 a.m. And I'm like, hey, if you guys, if you really want to go for strength, let's get something heavier. Drew walks up 
and I'm sure he loves that I'm calling him out on this, he walks right up to the dumbbells, like the heavier side. I think he had a pair of 25s, and he was staring at the 35s. And he stares at them, and he just shakes his head, nope, and just walks <laughs> back. And I, and I call him out, I'm like, Drew, what are we, window shopping over here? You walked all the way up, pick up a pair of the 35s. And he's like, all right. So he gets him, and he, he does great. He kills the way he, like, he does it. It was definitely the right call. He was moving the 25s way too fast. And I, I think for him, he he's representative of a lot of the members. He just was like, I, I don't know. I've never used that in this yeah. exercise before. And the fear is also, I, I don't want to look stupid or I don't want right. to, like, fail with it. Yeah. And I think another thing, too, is, like, if you do pick up those heavier dumbbells and you start with them, stick with it. Like, hang out throughout the rest of the workout. Stay with those 35s or those 25s. Don't try not to get to, like, that halfway point where we're starting to get tired and then just drop back down to 15s or whatever it is. Yeah. So, like, hang with that weight. Yeah. I think that, you know, for our first point here, in order to get stronger, you actually have to lift heavy. You have to make that commitment. And just exactly like what you said, let's say Drew grabs those pair of 35s and the the rep scheme is nine uh, dumbbell push press. Okay. Well, the first set, maybe he's doing nine. He barely gets that ninth one up. And then the next set, he gets into it and he gets to six and he has to set it down and shake it out. And then he has to do three more to complete nine. And then the next time around, he does a set of four and then does another set of four, fails on the last one. And he has to get one more to get that set. Down. That is how strength training supposed yeah. to go in this setting. The law of diminished returns is supposed to punch you in the face. Right. If you're always able to do nine every single time, it is by definition not heavy. Yeah. Yeah, heavy. I mean, there's a, and there's a certain number of reps that you need to be completing in order to drive this change. To where if it's like, hey, the last set of, let's say it's an EMOM, and we're doing, you know, four sets of three hang power cleans, like today, for example. And if it's just that fourth set that you're getting heavier on every time, that's not enough. Because it's only three reps every day. You know, in a long term, like on a two-year plan, yeah, we probably add 15, 20 pounds to our lifts, but we need more sets and more volume at a heavier weight. Yeah. And it's, um, when we went ahead and looked at me and Deuce for making a list here, we've got it on the whiteboard here in the, uh, the, the new podcast studio, by the way, we, we were, yeah, this doesn't so probably, fancy in here this doesn't now. sound different probably to anybody listening, but it's definitely a much better setup for us. Anyway, we, re, we gutted, uh, one of the offices to a podcast studio. So if we bring any of you guys in here to interview you, you'll get to hang out here. There's um, a plush rug on the floor. There's a very plush. I did. I got this. Shoes at, off. I got this at target. This is a steel. Nice. Actually it wasn't I, like rugs are so expensive. Maybe just cause I'm like a dude. And I just like, I live by myself. I'm like, why are rugs so expensive? Are they expensive? They're like how rug- much was this? I don't know. It's like two hundred dollars. Holy shit! Like this was two hundred dollars. Yeah, I, I, it's like what the hell? Why are rugs so damn expensive? It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, but it, it is. It's nice. It's it's shag. I have no idea what that means. It just. I think it just means it's long. The chick at Target. She's like, hair. "Are you getting a shag rug?" And I was like, "What's this? The nineteen seventies?" I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Anyway, <laughs> rugs. All right. <laughs> So back to it. Um, the one thing we were thinking about too, when you got, when we're looking at the, you know, and this is from a coach's perspective, we're watching you guys, you know, select dumbbell weight, kettlebell weight, slam ball weight, and I'm going to call out the dudes in this one. The guys generally, I mean, like we have some strong guys in this gym, and I'll watch them grab a 20 pound slam ball. Now, again, 
if their if their bias was maybe conditioning or something like that, it's completely different. But if they tell me their bias in what they want to accomplish is strength training, like you got to go something heavier than the twenty pound slam ball. Now, logistically, because we are completely strangled by supply chain due to COVID, we can't buy more equipment. You and me and classes are getting forward. It's like, hey, can you? Would you mind, big strong dude who's just kind of you know being kind of a, a sissy with the twenty pound ball? Could you? Would you mind going and getting a heavier ball so someone who actually needs it can utilize it because we're kind of strangled here with equipment um but yeah guys you have to actually make the dedication to it and you know i uh i forget what i was talking the other day i'm like what's the heaviest slam ball you ever use in class they're like 40 i'm like did you die you're like that like literally from was it the hangover is that this yeah Yeah, but did you die yeah i'm like did you die he goes no i'm like then let's try 10 more pounds yeah what's 10 more pounds he's like i wish he had a 45 pound slam ball i'm like well good news because 45, that's, that's just five pounds more. And then just five more pounds than that is 50. So 50 is pretty much like 45. <laughs> Almost the same. Almost the same exact thing. And guess what? He did it. He didn't die. And now he's grabbing those every single time. Yeah. What uh, I'm going to let you go ahead. Uh, Take the next piece on this that we were talking about. Yeah. And before we get to that, also touching on the kettlebells. Oh, yeah. Like, grab a heavier kettlebell. You know, I mean, if you're like, if I see you deadlifting and you have 155 pounds in the bar, there's no, there's no reason we should be swinging a 35 pound kettlebell. Yeah. That actually makes, that's perfect. Makes perfect sense. Right. Um, so grab heavier kettlebells. Right. Um, but getting into up more upper body stuff and more specifically the push ups and making burpees more of a push up burpee. So, Push-ups, for the most part, I don't think anybody looks at them and goes, this is going to make me really strong. Um, but it can. When really, it's also if you were to look at, I mean, this is in fitness in general, any gym in Charlotte, get everybody who goes to gyms lined up at a Bank of America Stadium and everyone do push-ups, it would be the most embarrassing thing. Not oh, embarrassing yeah. like that. It's embarrassing that you can't do push-ups. But for such a, a fit community, like Charlotte is a fit town. Like people like yeah. fitness. The push-up is the most underrated, and it's so quickly overlooked in lieu of other things. And, I, and when I think of, like, a girl who wants her arms to look really good in a tank top, a guy who wants his triceps to get bigger, whatever it may be, 100% guaranteed every, the push-up is the thing that will get yeah. it. 100%. Um, and, and, you know, I think some of you guys, and I'm not going to make um, generalizations here, but I think if you were somebody who didn't look at the push-up as being a more of a strength-biased movement or having the ability to be more of a strength-biased, but you came, I think it was last week, and you did that workout to where there was only five push-ups around, but it was five seconds down yeah. and five seconds up, that was an absolute smoker. Yeah. And I think your mind would have been completely changed. Yeah. Even if you have short arms. Yeah. Even if you have short arms. Like, you know, and these, lever, you know, going down in five seconds, is, it's five seconds is still five seconds, whether you have long arms or short arms right. type scenario. But yeah, that, I mean, the, the time under tension, regardless of the weight, makes a massive difference. Yeah. And guys, for those of you guys that are newer to it, you know, when we talk about time under tension, we're talking about the tempo that we apply to the movements that we do here. That's why tempo and tempo-based training is so big on what we do. We are calculating the amount of time we're putting you under tempo. And that allows you to, with your barbell, allows you to achieve good results 
without having to lift as heavy. Now, again, if strength is your priority, you still need to chase a heavier weight. Right. But um, the great thing about tempo is it will allow you to get stronger without having to lift massively heavy. When we say heavy, I want everyone to, to – heavy is a very relative term. I don't mean heavy in like what you think of like with a – if you you know get on ESPN and you look at a power lifter or these guys at the gym with you know nine plates on each side of the barbell. That's not what we mean by heavy. We mean literally relative to you in that workout. So, I mean, again, heavy – Let's say, again, let me use a a push press, you know, know, pressing it from the shoulder to overhead with utilization of the hips. Uh, A heavy, a weight that's heavy then in a workout where you're doing no other upper body exercises, one day you'll be using something feels way heavier than when you have to do push-ups with it and maybe pull-ups with it and all these other upper body exercises. So weight can feel light one day based on the the workout and it can feel heavy another day. Yeah. But um, like I'm a huge fan of the push-up burpee. I remember it was like two years ago, we had a noon group in here and I remember I'd work out with them every now and then if I wasn't coaching and I would go ahead and I just committed one day. I forget what it was. I'm just like, I'm never going to do a burpee ever again without doing a push-up. I'm just, if I'm going to be down on the ground, I'm going to do a push-up anyway. I think, I think there've been a push-up workout and I've been completely just humbled in it. And I was like, F that I'm, you know, from now on, anytime I do a burpee, I will always do a push-up and it's literally changed. I mean, it's like push-ups are, are no longer a, a thing that are, you know, bothersome for me, whatever it may be. That was one of my favorite examples. I think we gave on that blog. If you're looking yeah. to get stronger, every burpee you do make it a strict push-up from the floor yeah now we uh we talk about in the conditioning article and we'll talk about another podcast when you're looking for conditioning don't make it a strict push-up like get up just get off the ground as quick as possible because it's a conditioning bias but if you're looking to get stronger guys who want to fill out those t-shirts more ladies who just they they want to you know tone up the arms they want to feel you know more empowered and strong there do a put do do your push up off the floor with a burpee it will 100% get you there faster i think the the beautiful thing about the push-up burpee so if we look at just the push-up, there's, I think there's two big things that go through people's minds. A, range of motion, so all the way down to the floor, all the way back up, locked out. And then B, what is my midline doing? And I think nine times out of ten, people more so worry about their midline than they do range of motion, right? So then it's, hey, if I go all the way down and I come back up, I'm going to break at the hips, I'll snake back up. The beautiful thing about the, beautiful thing about the push-up burpee is if you snake back up, who cares, yeah. You're already doing it. Sure. And then the top, I jump, my arms get a little bit of rest. I can keep a solid down motion on that push-up, and everything stays nice and tight. Um, and I, th- I think it's a if you're working on your push-ups and trying to get better at them, and next time we do burpees, you commit to a push-up burpee, I think you're going to be way better off. Yeah, and to mimic what Deuce is saying, you know, for a lot of people – um, getting off the ground in the strict push-up is the limiter. So like, Stu, I can, you know, I can control myself down in the down tempo and it's tough, but I can do it. But then pressing back up into a strict push-up, whether it's from the knees or off the, you know, a standard, you know, plank position, that's really difficult. And I, the one thing you brought up before we, we hit record on the podcast was if you can't, if pressing up out of the push-up is the hard thing, Commit still to a push-up burpee, but just worry about controlling your tempo down. Yeah. So your down tempo, even if maybe we don't prescribe a tempo, because we never prescribe a tempo for burpees. Right. So you just need to self-prescribe when you're going down into that to the bottom of your push-up burpee. Go down nice and slow and steady, and then when you hit there, boom, you can kind of snake back up, get back to the top of that put, you know, jump, clap, hands behind the head, get back to the top of the push-up, and then again ride that slow down tempo. Just self-prescribe that. 
that, knowing that that's why, like, I'm at the gym, I want to get stronger. What I don't like, and it's not that I don't like seeing it, I when we created these classes, I, I wanted it to be the one-stop kind of workout. I wanted it to be that you could come in here and you wouldn't feel like you needed to go to your apartment complex gym afterwards and pump iron. Yeah. Right? And you shouldn't have to. Like, if you want strength training, you can bias this workout so that literally you leave here and you're like, that's it. I'm good until tomorrow. I don't need to do another damn thing. Um, going into one of the other ones, you know, with, with tempo, you guys hear his harp on tempo. You see it on the workouts. And it's something where now I think the culture of the group class, like people, they don't, what, I don't think anyone is cheating it necessarily. Like, and I hate using the word cheat. That's such the wrong word. But like they shortchange the tempo right. or they, they rush the tempo. Yeah. I don't think anyone does it like purposely. I think it's just like counting and exercising oh, yeah. and all that. I just got off work and man, I'm just trying to figure this. Like, I'm just trying to get through my day. Like I yeah, get I mean, it. If my my heart rate's at 160 beats a minute and I have a barbell on my chest, three <laughs> seconds in my head will go by a lot faster than if I'm just standing sitting on my couch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know when you're in that tempo, really slowing things down. And generally, if you even have the inkling of thought in your head, like I don't, I think I'm going too fast in the tempo. I promise you, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're. Probably 100% right. You know, keeping your eye on the clock, I think, also helps. That's why we will turn you guys facing inward to the center of the floor when the coach is demonstrating the movements and we're kind of just, you know, we're educating you. But then once it's time to, you know, to move, we've got you guys facing the clock with your barbell in your spot, your dumbbell, whatever it may be. Utilize that clock until pretty much tempo just becomes natural. Right. Like it's at the point now, like when I'm, when I'm doing whatever, I'm rarely counting it off of my head. I just kind of have it. I know what it feels like. I know what a, a four second tempo would feel like versus yeah. like an eight. I could just, I feel it. And then if I check myself on the clock, it's, it's timed up. It's accurate. Yeah. And I think, you know, and don't cheat the tempo, right. But also back to our first point of like actually lifting heavy weight, I think we need to separate those two initially at the beginning. So if you're struggling holding the tempo, go a week and don't worry about the weight. Go lighter than what you think and focus on holding the tempo for every single rep you hit. 100%. Then once we get that down, then we can start worrying about loading up weight. Correct. Yeah. Tempo first, load second. Yeah. The, the weight, the second. That's 100% true. Um, one of the other things we put into that blog post was it's actually on the cardio side of things is the, is the erg. And there's, you know, for, we have four ergs, we have the ski erg, we have the runner, we have the rower, and we have the bike. Three out of the four have a flywheel mechanism on there. Like that's the, the method of the motor on there is called a flywheel. And that flywheel comes with what we call damper setting. And the damper either increases the resistance if you turn it up higher, decreases the resistance if you bring it down lower. And in the article, we talked about increasing the damper setting, especially on things like the bike and yeah. the ski erg uh, in the row or two. They apply more resistance, meaning you have to you have to exhibit more strength to complete the same amount of reps, and each effort, each stroke is more difficult. Yeah. And we were talking about this, and you know, I was like, "All right, we want to make sure we talk about the damper setting." And then you brought up the good point of kind of knowing when to increase it versus when to decrease it for the purpose of strength training. So elaborate yeah. on that. Um, and so, I'm a big fan of lower damper settings personally. Um, I always have been. I think you know you'll never see. Unless I'm told to put my damper at a 10, I think almost every machine, the rower, the bike, the skier, I don't think I ever go over a 7. Yeah, I think we normally have them manually ever. always set between 6 and 7 generally. Yeah, and I think a, a really good example would be, let's say it's um, it's front squats. Let's just say the workout is total legs and you're on the bike. Putting that damper down to 3, 
even though that seems really light and really easy, it's going to allow you to continue to pedal at a rate that will flush out your legs and allow you to recover. So when you get back to that barbell and back to those front squats, we can still hold that tempo. And so we're using that as a recovery, right? So more of an active recovery. So we're still getting a little bit of cardio in, but we're also continuing to move to where I get back to the barbell. I don't have to sit there and just stare at it for 20, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, but on the other end of it, let's say, you know, we're hitting a little bit more of a higher rep rep scheme on front squats. Maybe the tempo is a little bit faster. And then we just want to overload the legs, push that damper up. Sure. Or if you have maybe an upper body biased workout yeah. and you're like, maybe you missed the workout previously. So your legs feel fresh. Your upper body is shot. Like today's workout's a great example. Today's workouts, we have tempoed pull-ups followed by lower tempo pull-ups followed by hang power clean. So a ton of grip upper body work. And you know, you might be like, all right, well, I want my lower body to feel like it's getting hit a little bit and I need some time. I need to be on this bike longer or this whatever longer yeah. to, to, to give my body uh, time to recover as far as that goes. So I'm going to turn the tamper setting up. It's going to force my legs to do more work. And it also depends on the erg, right? Obviously, yeah. the bike is completely a lower body based erg. The rower is the full body based erg. And then the ski erg is for the most part an upper body based erg, yeah. um, which kind of leads into this. The next one, as we talk about ergs, those of you looking to get stronger in the upper body, the ski erg is currently right now the most underutilized erg. If we run all the data of what you guys register for when you're doing classes, ski erg is the uh, the redheaded stepchild. Do you think it's because it's a ski erg, or do you think it's because of the last row? So it's we've been talking about this a lot. Is it because it's in the last row, maybe furthest away from the fan? Um, I mean, I was close to the water fountain and the, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's proximity. We, we've talked about switching that up and changing that up just to run the experiment, move the ergs to different rows and change the key on the app and all that stuff. Spot 24 is really nice, by the way. Yeah. Spot that's, 20. The, that's the first spot when you walk in back row, 5.30 PM, we leave the door open, the exhaust fans on it, sucks the AC back through there. Do you think it's because Pro people tip. like underneath, uh, unfortunately, Spot 24 also has one of our heating units above it and everyone thinks the final destination. <laughs> Super sketch swinging on those rings looking out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's a giant one ton heating unit above my head right now. Maybe we that's why. It. It's fine. Yeah. No, it's we, we hung those rings ourselves, guys. Yeah. Um, but no. So like for like if you had a workout that was very lower body intensive and you still wanted strength training for that day. You could go and register for the ski erg and crank that damper setting up. And trust me, you'll feel like your upper body got plenty of work in it. Yeah. Um, I always like the ski erg, especially for men or women that really lack upper body strength in the beginning. I love that for them because it just for like it is way more resistance training than it is cardio in the beginning if you lack strength. Now, again, this is everything we're talking about today is with the bias and the assumption that you do want to prioritize strength training in these classes. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to prioritize it every day. Right. One workout, you could be like, yeah, I want to do strength training. Another workout, you're like, I ate way too much insomnia cookies last night, and I just <laughs> want to go fast and burn this off. Um, so skier for that. And then, you know, talk a little bit about the lift. And because you write, all, you program all these workouts, you've got the lift portion in there for our, our builds and sprints. How can someone prioritize more appropriately the lift session section of class if the goal is strength training um so back to the first the very first point we made of actually lifting heavy weights right but i think there's there's something to that of obviously people have a a a lot of shit going on in their lives um so it's hard every now and then to remember what weight you did last week 
you know, I don't know what weight I did on the hang power cleans or the deadlifts or whatever it is. So I think there, there's a little bit of a benefit to if, you know, it's, let's say, hey, I want to get stronger in that front squat. Next time you hit the front squat, open up your notes app, just write down what you used. It doesn't matter the rep scheme, just kind of take note of the weight or, you know, maybe the heaviest weight you hit on that lift portion, just so we have an idea. And like every two or three weeks, kind of update it and make sure you're pushing that weight a little bit more. Um, but going back specifically to the lift is, you know, I think there's a few ways to look at this. The first one would be starting a little bit heavier, taking these same jumps to where, let's say if every set I normally go up 10 pounds, I just start 10 pounds heavier. I'm automatically, if I can still go up 10 pounds, but every set I do is going to be more weight than what I've been doing. Right. Um, the other one is, let's say you start the first set, 10 pounds, we're talking a five on each side. 10 on each side, either. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just heavier. Sure. Um, the other thing, the other way to think about it is, you know, let's say it's it's four total sets. Your first set, your warm-up set. Your second set, maybe a working set, maybe a warm-up set. I'm still building and weight as I go through this. I hit my fourth set, which is my heaviest, and then I stay there for the workout. So versus, you know, we always say, hey, get your barbell to your workout weight. You wouldn't. You would just stay there. You're already at your workout weight. Right, well, that's our heaviest set. Stick with it. You know, you're probably gonna end up having to break up reps in the workout, but that's okay. You should be because the barbell should be heavy. Yeah, it's you know the the lift portion of class. I think it all depends kind of what kind of day you're having. You're coming in. That's also like it's a that's that's a great. You've already done a warm up, but now you've got the barbell. You're putting some weight on it. I think a lot of people just kind of are getting comfortable with it. Me personally. In the lift portion of class, I'm pretty much just working up to whatever I plan to do in the workout, and I just kind of stay there. And that that's that's just me. It's just you know depending on the day I'm having kind of scenario. But for those of you guys that are actually looking for strength training, you're going to need to be aggressive in it because sometimes you might have eight minutes to lift, right? You might have four sets to lift. You might have six sets to lift. Whatever it may be, you need to just realize, cool, this is my opportunity to lift heavier, maybe even heavier than what I plan to do in the workout. Because then at the very end, you go and strip it back down. Or this is, hey, I want to lift heavy in the move portion of class today. Today is a grind. It's got a barbell in it. I'd like for today to be a very strength-based grind. So I'm going to go ahead and over these, you know, um, you know, when I load up that barbell, we generally do like two warm-up sets before we get into a grind workout, right? Because there's not a dedicated lift in a grind. But we generally have two barbell war- sets for you guys to find the weight you want to use. You're going to maybe just have to make a little bit more aggressive jumps. And I also like the strategy of onioning your bar. Yeah. And when I say onion the bar, I mean instead of putting a 25-pound plate on each side, you put a 10, a 10, and a 5. Because what that gives you is that I think it also gives insurance to the individual lifting it that worst-case scenario, I can take one 5 off or a 10 off, an onion, peel back a layer of that barbell, those plates, versus if I just slap a 25 on each side, now I've got, I'm stuck with it unless I strip the bar completely down, take the plates, get a new plate, put it back on, so on and so forth. So I'm I'm always a big fan of like, I see a lot of guys, they'll go and they'll put like the 45 pound plate on, and then during the rest period, they're not able to rest because they're taking the 45 pound plate off to go, so, but you could just onion the barbell. Again, we'll, we'll defer to, hey, Stick with the heavier weight as long as the technique's there. And everything we're talking about today, when we say heavy, we're not even, we're, like in our head when me and Deuce talk about this, we're not even thinking like, oh, but what if the technique's bad? Because obviously the technique's bad. We'll be up, you know, we're going to be right on top of you. We're going to be letting you know. And if we think it's due to the load and it just, 
you're unable to control your technique and mechanics under that load, we'll be the first one to tell you to drop the weight. But, um, yeah, guys, it, it just sticking with lifting heavy is is difficult, but getting so is getting strong. Yeah, you know, I, I someone was what do we do any the other day? I said, "What's your priority?" I'm like, "Are you worried more about getting fat or getting or being skinny? What's your biggest fear? Being fat or being skinny?" He goes, "Oh, I'm already I'm just too skinny." I'm like, "Then put on some more weight onto the barbell." Yeah, you know, if, if like you just got to like be realistic with yourself, figure out what it is that you don't want, what you want to change about your body, and act as if right. And I think going back to utilizing that lift portion, the grinds in particular, so obviously there's, there's not a lift in front of the grind, right? Because the workout's long enough, there's enough reps in there to satisfy that strength bias if we want to. But typically we give you guys like two warm-up sets, right? And if you're somebody who takes a while to warm up, which is me because my body's way older than my actual age, um, then like, what I'll do is if, let's say, after my second set, I still don't feel great with putting on more weight, I'll stay with that weight. I'll go through the first interval of 15 minutes, and then in that three-minute rest, I feel a little bit better. I might throw on more weight. Sure. Right? So don't be afraid to use that round or two in that actual workout as like, hey, these are a few more warm-up sets. Now I'm feeling really good. Go grab a pair of 10, slap them on real quick, continue your workout. Yeah. Now, yeah, use those rest periods to continue to climb up in weight as long as the technique's there. We're totally good with lifting. Lifting heavy is great. The only thing that's not great is lifting with shitty technique. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're here for, though. Guys, I hope that helped add some clarity to adding, you know, a strength bias to your training. Again, if you haven't read that blog article that's on the website, go ahead and do so. And if you have any questions ever in class, you know, before you get to class or shoot us a text, Try to do it before class kicks off because once class kicks off, our head is in a million different places when we're coaching on the floor. But uh, if you have questions about prioritizing certain things with our workouts, never hesitate to reach out and ask us. Awesome. Guys, have a great day. We'll see you in class. See ya.